0: We'll <laughs> Welcome to last time on this is the podcast for people who want to watch all this prestige television, but who's got
1: time for it? I know I don't. And just wanted to say thank you to Annette Lucina for licensing your uh, television yeah. under Creative Commons, and thank you to the Goon Squad for ripe playing our outro song. No, and no. What, Vic, what, 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 what am I doing? That's what? the end of the show. <laughs> uh, time, We're at this... time travel, tachyons. And I'm Jafar. I'm Ben and i'm victor
0: <laughs> and today we're talking sg1 season 6 episode 7 shadow play
1: and what a freaking episode uh, this episode was made for this podcast ladies and gentlemen this hondo is wow
2: and so i have Shader. to ask down shadow play what do you want Jafer? what do you want
0: no wrong
2: podcast <laughs> ben
1: <laughs> Vic, what do you want i want a slurpee right now actually a mountain dew slurpee sounds amazing And you know, that reminds me of a thing I've been workshopping. I want to do a Cheyenne Mountain Dew at the Stargate in the background of the logo. Like, (laughs) you're welcome, Coca Cola or Pepsi or whoever owns you these days. Pepsi. Free idea right there. (laughs) Take it. Millions. Pepsi
0: clearly (laughs) listening to this podcast. Before we get into this episode, though, we are continuing our trend of recasting the SG1 crew coming off of news of a possible reboot.
1: Yes, speaking mm-hmm. of which, the the lab had finally voted for someone besides Jafar <laughs> <laughs> with 21 votes. Woo! William Jackson Harper is the MVP pick for the new Daniel Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ah, yeah. So this week we're going to be doing our recast for Samantha Carter. Yes. Anyone want to go first cuz I already got I got mine.
2: <laughs> I do as well. Let's just go. Go ahead.
1: Okay, I'll go first. I'm going to say that for the new Samantha Carter, there is really only one choice out there. And she has been amazing as the lead role in the Wheel of Time series. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Mm -hmm. Rosamund Pike is just her screen presence is amazing. And I say for our fantasy reboot that we're making in our heads here, she keeps the accent. You just redo... Retcon Carter's background. She's from London. She emigrated, whatever, or or maybe she's on loan from the British military as a as an officer. I don't know. Rosamond Pike. She would nail it. And if you guys have not seen Wheel of Time yet, you totally need to see Wheel of Time. The wheel wheels. The wheel wheels. What the wheel? Ah, I'm I, I'm screwing it up. So you have seen it, or you read the books at least? I've read the
2: books and I've no. watched some of the first season. Needed to get back to it. So the wheel. ADD.
1: Wheel, wills? The, what wheel is the, second wheels... word? the wheel wills as the wheel wants, or something. The wheel will. Wheel weaves as Whills the wheel or... wills, or something, something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. The wheel weaves as the wheel wills. Yeah, yeah okay, like I'm mad I'm
2: forgetting it. <laughs> I. I it, this is like, my nerd brain is just like, you, you know this. You read it like a <laughs> thousand times. The wheel
1: wills as the wheel, yeah. yeah Jaffair, must... you haven't seen it? You haven't read the books at That's all? That's because fair is None a dark
0: I, my only exposure to wheel of time is in college, a group of friends got together to make a shot called Balefire, and (laughs) it was disgusting. I've had a number of people try to get me to read it and they have always presented it to me with the caveat of you can skip these books.
1: Yeah. There is a ton of books
0: and none of them have given me the same list of books. (laughs) <laughs> which tells me I should probably not read this book
1: series. Well, I'll tell you if, if I had known, like I, I eventually got around to watching it on Amazon. And mm-hmm. if I had known the big twist about the series, I would have jumped on it right away. So do, do you know the big twist? Jaffer?
0: No, I know nothing about can it.
1: I t- can, I, can, I, can I tell him? Can I tell him, Ben? No. Oh, come on. No, let, you can. I, well, let, let me tell you. Okay. Okay. I won't, I won't spoil it completely. Spoiler alert for the listeners, but this is a very vague spoiler. Okay. It's not a fantasy series. It's a science fiction series. Is
0: it? Cuz Star Wars is fantasy. Oh, so. it
1: t- all right, that's a whole other podcast we can debate.
0: <laughs> There's <laughs> no science in Star Wars at all.
1: That's true. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. It's all space magic. Yeah. More fun that way. It is fun. Anyway, it back to fun. Sam
2: Carter. <laughs> all right, so our first pick is Rosamund Pike. You fair who you got?
0: I'm torn. Are you burnt? I, I'm still alive, only. I'm very badly burnt. No. <laughs> I definitely want some star power. I feel like a lot of my recasting has been some light sci-fi experience, not a ton of sci-fi experience, though. I want someone who's got some sci-fi chops. I want someone who's got sci-fi creds. I want someone when they look at it and go, that person belongs in Stargate somewhere. I've got two in mind, both of which have guested on Strange New Worlds and have other sci-fi experience outside of that. Some Star Trek, some not. Okay. I'm just not sure where I want to go with this. One is a probably, they're probably both a little too goofy for Carter. So I want, I want someone who can do a little bit more serious. And I'm, I think I'm going to go with Melanie Scarfano, who a... is Captain Patel in Strange oh. New Worlds. She's Winona Earp in Winona Earp. She's also <laughs> Mrs. McMurray in Letterkenny is where most Mrs. people McMurray. know her from. She's uh, great. She is immensely talented actress and can do the serious stuff, but also is really good at laying back at the cut and just being hilarious in the background. And I think that could work well for a Carter-type character, depending on the overall tone of the show. I immediately, I admittedly am leading into a bit more of a comedy style SG one, which is there, it's mm-hmm. present, but is not the main thoroughfare. But I trust all of the actors and actresses that I've picked thus far to be able to handle both.
1: Yeah. All right. I got to say, anytime I made, so I'd, I'd never seen Letterkenny or Wynona Earp, but anytime I made a comic on Dominion Media Television with Strange New World and that and had Captain Patel in it, I got like a dozen comments from people saying, I need a cock sucking gin and tonic. And yep, I don't yep. know what that's from. That's, <laughs> that's from, from Letterkenny, that. that, yeah. Is it up? Okay? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, so for my read on Carter, we need somebody who can, oftentimes she shares the techno babble with uh, Daniel Jackson. Somebody who can handle being the character that gets treated kind of like the stick in the mud, the, the person who actually, like, is focused and gets the job done. Well, you know, Dan Jackson is just, like, off in his own little world, and O'Neill is just like, I don't know how to deal with a problem I can't shoot at. Um, <laughs> so we need somebody who can
1: be the adult in the room. Adult supervision of the SG-1 team. <laughs> she absolutely
2: is. Yeah. And so I was like, who is somebody who comes off as smart, as capable as the, the person in the room who you're just like, they'll be the one to get the job done. They can be trusted to, you know, maybe they're not as knowledgeable about what's going on as Daniel Jackson. Maybe they're not as good in a firefight as O'Neill, but can do all of those things and will be the glue holding the party together. So I went with Melissa Fumero, who played, I'm blanking on it, Santiago, Amy Santiago in Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm unfamiliar with that one, so I'll have to look that it one up later, too.
2: Yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She is absolutely great. She's done, you know, it was sitcom action, but she's done action. So we know she can run around, you know, fire a gun and can also, when the needs arise, be very, very funny. But also handle those bits where she's just delivering exposition and being the the voice of reason.
1: Melissa Fumero, hey, we? wow, okay, I don't recognize her at all from anything. I'm sure the I'm sure the lab will. I know we got a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine fans in there, so
0: 99. <laughs> nine nine
1: nine nine. I've never seen it, so <laughs> it's, it's a very so good sick. show. Oh, yeah, and not just because character.
0: my
2: close personal friend, Mark Evan Jackson, is on it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> who you you would probably recognize because he was Sean in The Good Place, the, oh, the leader God, of the me. demons.
1: Wait, that... Really? Yeah. Hang on. Okay. Wow. That's interesting.
2: He, kn- he knows my wife a lot better than he knows me. But we got a, awesome. a, a New Year's email from him.
0: No way. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our recasting for Commander Carter. Major, captain, then her? major, captain, then yeah. major. Okay,
1: she's major now. Yeah. Okay. At this point, we are in the story, season five, episode seven, Shadow Play. Six, episode, Six, seven. Episode, Six seven. episode seven, Shadow Play. Yeah.
0: We open on a request to reopen trade negotiations with Kelowna, Kel Kelowna,
1: Colonya, Kuata, Kuata, Kuata. Yeah. So
2: Commander Hale is saying. Hey, we want to talk to you, and Hammond is all, oh, hail no.
0: We know that they are technologically behind Earth, but they have this thing that will help them fight the Ga'uld. But the real question here is, where's Dan Jackson? Who is Jonas, and why is he here? And gentlemen, to answer these questions, I would like to propose a new game. Now, listeners... If you are unfamiliar, we have a handful of improv-style games that we play on this podcast. We have the Wahapahur, where a host will challenge another host directly to explain a situation from a previous episode that we did not see. We have the Last Time Ons, where a host will prompt one themselves. We have the Let's Get Weird With It, where we all have to give an off-the-wall explanation. This new game is different, though. For this game, we have a starting point which is our last episode, and our ending point, which is where we are right now in our description of the episode. Whoever starts this game must then give a brief timeline of events between these two points, but it's not so simple. The other hosts can once each interject, interject, that's a real word. The other hosts can each once interject with a, but you forgot about this. Something adding a specific point on the timeline that the prompter must now make relevant to the timeline that they are working to establish between points a and b this game is timey liney this is no time to argue about time we don't have the time
2: so one person starts going through it and then the other two give you a wrinkle you have to fix
0: yes I think Vix broke his microphone. <laughs> we'll give him a moment.
1: Almost there. Sorry. Oh, get up. Hang on. One second. Pause. Pause. We, we're paused. Okay. We're good. All right. So go over the rules again. I'm just God kidding.
0: damn it. <laughs> All right. So when we last saw our heroes, Chaka was going to lead a revolution of the Unas on that slave world that I forget the name of. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Cowboy planet. Cowboy
0: planet. planet. This is where we start and we have to get to Daniel Jackson has been framed for a crime on another world and has been replaced by Jonas, who we know is from that world. What my theory presupposes shortly after the events of the last episode, Dan Jackson as a side thing, he would do, Began smuggling weapons to the UNAs for their revolution.
1: Going behind the back of General Hammond and everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, Uh, General Hammond. Where's all all
2: my guns? Where are my guns?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm missing a
2: plane. This is the Air Force.
0: (laughs) Indeed.
1: Indeed, General Hammond of Texas. There are planes missing. Indeed.
0: Yeah, uh, other people might get involved. I could see Teal'c being really up on this revolution.
1: Oh, yeah, Teal'c seems down for a revolution. Yeah. Do you hear the people sing? Viva <laughs> <laughs> la revolution, indeed. So
0: he keeps <laughs> smuggling all these weapons. Now, we know something else about this world that we touched on briefly but did not get too much, but it was, I guess, central to the plot of the episode, which is a handful of families have coordinates for other worlds with Stargates. So this revolution starts to go poorly for the humans as the Unas are probably a decently sized population based off of the town that we saw and are now very well-armed, courtesy of our Daniel Jackson. So at one point, the humans... Some humans go to the Stargate that have coordinates to somewhere else. This ends up being Kelowna. I'm going to say it wrong the entire time.
1: I think we should say it wrong every time. Kalana. (laughs)
0: Kalonic. Kalonic. The the, the country Kalonic. So they are the ones who make initial contact. Not SG-1, but the
1: Wild West slavers. Oh, they contact the colonoscopy people. Yeah,
0: yeah, they go to planet okay. colonoscopy, exactly. <laughs> so when they get involved in this war, and it is now mm. two human populations fighting the Unis, oh. that Daniel Jackson is caught smuggling and arrested by the colonics.
1: Wait, Jafer, you forgot. What did I forget, Vic? <laughs> you forgot Daniel Jackson's allergies are just on the fritz. He is sneezing his ass off.
0: Oh, I didn't forget. That's how, why he got caught. That's the exact <laughs> reason he got caught is he comes to the stargate and he's got this giant crate of weapons and <laughs> 10 minutes after it closes before he can get it anywhere, it starts to open again. So he's hiding in the woods by this stargate as he's just sneezing like mad. And that's how they find him. And they're like, but Hey, to fair, these weapons. To yes, fair.
2: You forgot that once they contact the Colonians, Daniel tries to team the unus up with the Dosians. Who are the
0: Dosians? Oh, you just made it up. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a pun okay. <laughs> because it's the
2: unus Dos
0: Dosians. <laughs> the yes, they're the I, second was, aliens.
1: Yes, the it Docians. was it
0: was foolish of me to forget the Dosians, <laughs> another native species. Those are actually enslaved. We didn't see it in this episode, but they're enslaved by the Colonics.
1: I'm just picturing. I'm in just in picturing episode, giant, so. giant anthropomorphic uh, Doseki's bottles. With limes sticking out. They have limes for a face. <laughs> They're, just They're
0: in offshoot of the turtle people that I named 20 episodes ago or whatever.
1: Yeah, uh, Definitely getting a green vibe the from the Dozier. The or
0: whatever. The Torah, Whatever that was. Tokras. Tokras. There we go. Tokras, the Tokras. Yeah. The to- that are totally to- turtle people. <laughs> so that's why Dan Jackson gets arrested. Now Jonas is actually Daniel Jackson's lawyer. That's how he gets dragged <laughs> into all this. And by colonic law, you have to fill in for someone if you can't properly defend them in court. So he is bound to join SG-1 and that's, there's a bit of controversy about it, but he happens to be a scientist. So it all works out.
1: And that's where Dan Jackson is. He's in prison. He's in
0: prison on Colonial. And (laughs) while he's carrying out his sentence, Jonas has to join SG-1 to fill his place. (laughs)
2: <laughs> now, I'm just, I might just be a simple alien lawyer, but what it seems to me here is you got some kind of Stargate. Some kind of a Stargate. I now, may, the hell, I may not the have. Sam,
1: hell is a Stargate,
2: sir. <laughs> I may not have your big city education, but we've got some sort of point to point wormhole device that is. <laughs> you are out of line, sir. <laughs> Tarnation. <laughs> we come back from credits. We now have Jonas who is our replacement member of the sG1 team And did everybody I know he shows up shortly. Did anybody else get super excited when the guest credits started rolling once we came back? because first name we see uh,
1: Dean Stockwell. Oh Dean yeah, it's our third Cylon of the of the series has shown up. <laughs> that oh I'm mad. Oh I'm
2: mad. I'm so mad. It's uh, okay,
1: Ben. Let it go, Ben. Let it this go. This show is lousy Let with silence. This show has Let more go. silence
2: than Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I, <your> command.
1: <laughs> and Jafar, I know you skipped the credits. I just had it in my head. The, the actor's name who plays Dan Jackson. He was not in the opening credits. Yes. he was gone. Uh, Michael Shanks. That's Michael his Shanks. name. Michael Shanks, Shanks was not, in, not the in the opening credits. credits. Which means and he's Quinn probably
0: gone for the season, which was, my, in fact, my
1: prediction previous. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You, you got points for that one for sure. Well, it, uh, which is weird Jonas has like, to
0: last a season
1: and we don't know that yet. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back because I know like this is what Michael Shanks was known for. And I might be getting the timeline wrong. And I know he had a short appearance on burn notice as a villain there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember specifically because his name was Victor and he is in a <laughs> long line of victors. It, 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 it used to bother me when I was younger that victors were always the bad guys. But now I've embraced it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he, he was an awesome villain on Burn Notice. He was. Burn Notice was a great show. Victor, so, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if that's why he's not here. I might be getting the years mixed up, but I don't that's think just think weird, Burn notice man. was on yet. Yeah, that's, that's what I figured. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. really curious. Is, is he is he gone? Is he dead? I previously made a prediction that Daniel Jackson died at least twice and was resurrected and that one is was confirmed by our by our fans so i don't know who knows (laughs) this is weird maybe jonas is is here for good maybe i i'm not getting the vibe that he's here for good but uh he's here i don't know
2: but we've been recording for half an hour and we are two minutes into this episode i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay yeah but we find out that these these people that they that jonas is a member of that tried to frame daniel jackson they are technologically behind earth Seems like 1940s technology is yeah, about they where they're they, at.
1: They don't even have uh, jet propulsion. Yeah, but they do have something. Not- Damn it! <laughs> Sorry, I really need to go wireless here. I'm. <laughs> we good? We're good. <laughs> Carry on. Which they have
2: knocked, noctri- Noctria? What is it? Uh, Na- naquad na-quadria. Na-quadria, naquadria. naquadria, which is uh, our. On- uh, yeah. I
0: just refer to it as unobtainium in my notes.
2: Yep. It is some kind of hyperdrive fuel that can also be used in shields and weapons. And it is the sort of thing where this could be the one edge we have against the Gould. So the fact that they're willing to trade, this is the one thing they could give us that we want. One thing I did like, though, is we get a little, little bit of what happened with Jonas... But Like, he left his people and came to join SG-1 because he didn't like how backward they were. But we find out yeah. that he commiserates with Teal'c, and Teal'c was like, my people also considered me a traitor. But then I went back and I told them <laughs> I'm not a traitor. And now they know I'm not a traitor. <laughs> I
1: came back and I told them. <laughs> yeah. And I was
2: able to convince them. Maybe you will convince your people. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. Teal'c, Teal'c has convinced some Jaffa. Yeah.
1: Uh, This is really interesting. Yeah, I I was really, I was still, it was difficult for me to concentrate on this episode because I'm just like, who the fuck is this Jonas guy? What's he doing here? Why is he here? Like (laughs) if he's from a technologically backwards world, what the hell does he have to contribute to SG-1? I mean, yeah, that was weird. And you know who this guy looks like? He looks like, The default character in every single Xbox ARPG that is out there is like the starting character. But the people
2: arrive and they say, hey, Earth, we kind of think you guys are dicks, but there are three major powers (laughs) on our world and two of them are about to sign a non-aggression pact. So we need you guys to help bolster us. Because when they sign a non-aggression pact, all that could possibly mean is they're about to attack us. So the only thing that's mm-hmm. left to happen is for Gandhi to denounce us and let fly with the nukes. Uh...
1: <laughs> you know, I do love this about this show in general, because I think we've mentioned it before, how, like in any other sci-fi series, anytime you run into a new civilization, they're always one unified planet. But I like that at least twice here, we've run into civilizations that, are, that have factions, that seems a little more realistic Mm -hmm. especially because they're all human or human offshoots and as everyone here knows from experience humans are generally dicks so they're all fighting each other no one can ever get along yeah i did very much appreciate uh o'neill here
2: being his usual tactless self and he was like (laughs) why do you think we would care (laughs) yeah you guys were kind of a-holes you tried to frame our friend I don't care if
1: they blow you up. (laughs) (laughs) I like how the colonoscopians are essentially holding themselves hostage, saying, if you don't give us military technology, we're going to detonate this fucking bomb on ourselves. Super nuke. (laughs) And they do reveal that one time they tried to help a group
2: called the Yorondans. Because as, we, as we've discussed before, SG-1 has no Prime Directive. So they went yeah, to help this yeah. group, and they gave them technology, and they immediately turned around and started doing a genocide.
1: Uh, genocide! Woo! No, Vic.
0: <laughs> i know. sorry. <laughs> Bad. Bad. Bad.
2: Bad. But, you know, they were trying to help out the Irondans, but the we were misusing the technology. And O'Neill was just like not doing a little you're not doing a genocide are you like, if you're doing a genocide <laughs> you tell me like
0: you, you tell me if you're doing a genocide just right the general asks o'neill for a recommendation before he meets with the joint chiefs he says no echoing our missing dj yeah then the stargate alarm goes off and dean stockwell comes through to let them know the pact was signed and he wants to talk to jonas there he reveals he's part of an underground resistance who wants to stop the war before it starts and overtures to Jonas for help. This resistance is in all of the countries. The governments are not listening to their people. They don't want the war. He also goes all Oppenheimer and talks about (laughs) seeing his bomb being tested. He's like, we have to succeed. This bomb can't go off. It's just like having sex with Florence Pugh.
1: Uh, this, this is funny because just the the day before watching this episode, I watched Oppenheimer for the first time. So that's yeah. <laughs> very strange. Very
0: weird. I choice did appreciate in that movie to compare the atomic bomb to sex to Florence Pugh so directly. It's really awkward.
1: Nuclear launch detected.
0: Kieran, who is Dean Stockwell,
2: comes in and he's like, OK, there's a super secret resistance. Ready to try and overthrow our government and possibly all three governments at the same time because everybody's tired of war, but it's like it's it's a secret resistance. And the next scene is uh Jonas being like, All right, everybody, so there's a secret
1: resistance. <laughs> Jonas cannot keep a secret. Maybe that's why he was exiled from his planet because he
2: So then we cut to negotiations mm-hmm. with First Minister Vallis, and they are offering three hundred pounds of a quadria which i guess must be super super potent if That's 300 pounds saying. is like enough pounds,
1: yeah it doesn't seem like a, a lot this must be you, some... you
0: might not need a lot for a bomb of or yeah a... this means like some but if it's it's if super it's hyper fuel or something yeah. yeah
1: but he they
2: want major carter and a team of engineers to come here and give them jets and they're like how about we give you antibiotics and they're like
1: no <laughs> no fuck no we don't want to have
2: to <laughs> give us jets well but also <laughs> They say it could save 15,000 lives in one year. And I'm like, that's not antibiotics. It's way more than like, if you had said 15 million, I'd yeah, be like, well, oh, okay.
0: You are making an assumption about the amount of bacterial infections present on the planet.
1: It looks like a dirty planet, dude.
0: It, do- it does look like the <laughs> 1940s. But if there is, there's not been a lot of bacterial evolution on that planet, there might not be a lot of diseases that are bacteria compared to here they could just be a cleaner people and never had developed some of the habits that we did like not washing hands when performing autopsies that led to all kinds of problems over the years
1: now i'm no scientist but that warehouse that they were in it was full of dust and cobwebs and i'm 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 just guessing here i think dust and cobwebs kind of like can't exist without bacteria (laughs) i'm just (laughs) uneducated guess of mine but i don't know i don't know like i said it just looks like a fucking dirty ass planet but maybe there maybe it was always dirty and because of that their natural immune systems are just that good i know it's real dirty here and our immune systems ain't great Uh, yeah (laughs) that's a good point so yeah i don't know i don't know yeah the fifteen thousand does seem a little low maybe they were only willing to give them the shit antibiotics, like the crappy. Well, oh yeah, they don't need Z
0: pack. If they don't have a, if it's only going to save fifteen pounds <laughs> of their lives and they probably don't need the Z packs. Also, it might be just the lives in that country, and it might be a smaller country
1: is the other side of it. It's just Flintstone vitamins that they're going to give them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who is this Dino?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Send us Barney Rubble to negotiate. (laughs) So the negotiations go poorly. At one point, though, (laughs) Carter references, but we can we can talk to the other parties and we've got teams of negotiators who will come and help you guys. And I'm like, why are they not here right now? why did you send yeah. Colonel O'Neill when you have teams of negotiators? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they want to meet the resistance. They're like, Hey, we're getting nowhere. Let us meet these resistance guys. See if they're on the up and up. And a of course goes the, Hey, I-, I can't contact them. They contact me. Like mm-hmm. they're in a super secret warehouse. Like I can't possibly go there. It's too heavily guarded. And then we immediately mm. cut to him already in the warehouse. And it's like, did, did no guards stop you? <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that's our first clue as to the big twist here, I think. Yeah, but I just got to say, I love that resistance bunker it's because it's got all it's hitting all oh, it's the the guys in leather jackets, oiling a machine yeah. gun. Yeah. yeah, the the, yeah. the low hanging lights, the weapons, the, the wooden crates full of guns. Dude, yeah, the, I the see maps. a well
0: armed and well regulated militia here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I loved it, man. They just ah. Hats off to the prop department for that one. That was great.
0: <laughs> yep. So Jonas goes to the first minister at his behest that night. The minister throws some shit, but Jonas is all big picture in the long term here. If you use a Aquandrian bomb, it's going to attract the Gould. They will come back and fuck
1: your shit up. And we find out that the Gowuld not only build all their technology using this Aquandrian but it's also in their blood and they can yeah. sense it like, wow, that yeah. was, I feel like that speech that he gave was specifically for us. And I don't mean <laughs> the audience, but for the three of us on this podcast, here, <laughs> that just filled us in on like everything. <laughs> yeah, It helped
0: the negotiations. They start to ask for other things. They're like, Hey, what about these defensive anti-air missiles? That that will only be able to protect us. And they're like, yeah, until you drive them over to the foreign country and use them to take (laughs) out their air, their air defenses. And it's just they're not willing to budge on any kind of military technology because any defensive technology can turn into an offensive technology. The one thing I did
2: really like, though, here is that First Minister Fallis, when they're just like, Hey, we'll tell everybody that there's a Stargate, that there's aliens. We'll put all aside all of our differences and come together as a people. And they're like, you guys do that? You (laughs) you tell anybody? Yeah. Not just other countries. If I asked everybody in the United States, would they know that there's a Stargate? like, Mm -hmm. well, there's one guy, but everybody (laughs) thinks he's crazy. Marty! (laughs) Uh,
0: There were were two guys, but we hit one of them with a car. Yep. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, after all this, Dr. Kieran talks to the team, who in exchange for their help with the coup, agree- wants to hand over a secret stockpile of nechondria. And what follows tells me that this show has moved from Showtime to sci-fi. I don't actually mm-hmm. know for certain. This is an assumption. This chase scene cost $12. Exactly. This chase scene was ridiculous. Jonas delivers the most wooden line to the point where I thought he was replaced by a robot. Which <laughs> makes sense later. It makes well, we sense later. later. Yeah. But this was the moment I, where I did I, legitimately
2: write in my, oh, I did legitimately write in my notes here like, this guy is a terrible actor. <laughs> yes, that's yeah.
0: exactly
1: what I thought. <laughs> I was like, uh, this way, the, <laughs> the resistance needs you now. He was like the NPC that you run into at that stage in the mission. So, uh, I'm training for the big you day. Go outside, <laughs> when you, you go outside the boundaries. I'm training for the big the boundaries, day of your of your mission map (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. but even more than that dean stockwell is clearly replaced with a younger stuntman to accidentally (laughs) trip and start hanging from this thing it's so bad it's absurd it just completely took me out of
1: the episode one thing i did note here that i really appreciated the colonoscopians that were this other planet that we're on they're all humans of course Mm -hmm. they're less technologically advanced they do have the same clothes. They have neckties and collared mm-hmm. shirts and shit. So, okay, fine, whatever. But I did appreciate that they made it a point to make... Different unique- guns? Yes, exactly. The unique handguns. Because they use some weird-looking guns on this planet. But, they, but, but still, you can tell it's a firearm just by looking at it. But it it's just looks wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just different enough to be alien.
0: Jonas uh, convinces them to bring the doctor back to SG-1 for treatment uh, but he was nowhere to be found when the doctor fell and at this point I think the twist is obvious for everyone yes. uh, they decide to go and track down the resistance and while the doctor talks to Jonas at Stargate Command Dr. Fraser finds Dr. Kieran is full-blown fake 90s schizophrenia <laughs>
1: 90s schizophrenia <laughs> yes this
0: is this is not an actual schizophrenia is not a real disease as it is depicted in media at this time frame like the hallucinations you can have there's there's all these things but it is separate things and they are not overlaid typically and it's just a mess but i'm not a you know psychiatrist uh, yeah this reminded me a lot to to of speak to it better
1: have you guys seen the movie uh, A Beautiful Mind with mm-hmm. Russell Crowe? Yeah, This reminded me a lot of that movie. Like, yeah. Delusions and everything. I don't know which came first, but yeah, very much had that same vibe.
0: Yeah. The reveal here, Jonas is a figment of his imagination in this scene, as is the entire resistance. What's not fake, though, is in the quandary, the doctor had smuggled out. <laughs> Jonas tries to convince his former countrymen to not use the bomb, uh, not just to save lives, but uh, once again, the gould. Um, O'Neill tells Jonas about the fake news news and he confronts the premier about what happened to the other doctors on the project. And he explains that they had some mental issues. We go back to SG-1 and Drs. Frazier and Carter determine that it is exposure to Nequandria without proper shielding. Jonas is fine. So is everyone at SG-1. Their shielding is adequate from the limited exposure to Nequandria that they've had. I do have a question, though. They say in this episode that this stuff is the basis for all Gauld technology. Is it powering their weapons? And if so, does getting stunned enough, like we've seen SG-1 get stunned (laughs) by these things so many times, give you fake (laughs) 90s schizophrenia? Well, so,
2: the thing that they mention in this is Nakva powers Gauld stuff. Naquandria is a...
1: It's a derivative, a
2: derivative of, of yeah, the ah. Nakva.
1: and so, yeah, so this f-
2: is what makes this special. Is it is a it is a super energy that even the Gauled do not have because yeah. it only happened on this planet when the Nakva... Because remember when they when they went in in new ground, they said, "Hey, make sure you bring the the Nakva reactor." Yes. So, they, so
1: they already they, they had one type of magic space rock power and this is the stuff that they concentrated on. this yes exactly better space it's, rock it, yeah it, it's like in those mobile games where you have the free gems that you get just for playing and then <laughs> the stuff that they have on this planet is the, the shit you have to get your credit card out for and pay for Man, it
0: when is the boost. when is raid shadow <laughs> legends gonna sponsor us
1: that's what i want to know <laughs>
0: they're clearly throwing money everywhere oh no shit <laughs> at us raid shadow legends we're here to be sponsored <laughs> Give us money, please. Oh, wait. No, not this podcast. We will lose Goon Squad. Vic, yeah. sponsor to Mini Media Television. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. oh,
1: no, I'm not going down that road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this meme brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends.
1: <laughs> I, separate rant for a different episode, but I, I have rants on that subject. Okay,
0: <laughs> I'm sure we get we one little bit here before the end of the episode, which is Jonas lying to the professor
1: yeah i'm not sure if that's healthy him jonas giving into his delusions like supporting his i mean i don't know i'm not a doctor but i just don't think that's healthy i
0: (laughs) my my read on this is that he's too far gone for any medical science to help him that they have so it doesn't matter there's what
2: it doesn't hurt anything no amount
0: of therapy is going to make him not have these delusions
1: Man, just take them back to that other planet with the with the assholes who think the world is flat, and because they've got the little tricorder blinky light thing that you can wave at your face and fix fix everything. Mm. Remember those guys? Yeah, <laughs> I just fixed your eyes. They might
0: have one eyes connected. Other yeah, stuff. I don't know.
1: I'm assuming they have one. to they Skip got medical me. lasers <laughs> like <laughs> they've got other plans get take them to the gray the, the viking gray aliens i'm sure they can they can fix them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know i really I, I loved i absolutely loved that two things two things about this episode one that when they found dean stockwell's stash of no That they just took it. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. They're just (laughs) like, and 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 two, (laughs) and
0: also they tell us that the Stargate is in the big base, so they must have like had to have been really fucking sneaky about that shit. I just,
2: I imagine it is. I imagine it's Teal'c, like with a big trench coat, kind of jingling, just like, hello. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So actually, that's that's this time on that is what happened. Yes, and and
1: as as soon as they got the doctor stash, Colonel O'Neill goes to find Quinn and is like, "Hey, we're leaving." Yeah, <laughs> it's literally what he says: "We're leaving." Like, fuck it, we got what we want. Fuck these guys. Oh man, I love it.
0: <laughs> All right, and yeah,
1: that's our episode. That's
0: the episode. So I'm gonna roll some dice real quick. Vic, do you Yay. wanna? Pull up the results from the labs here while I'm rolling these dice.
1: You roll the dice, I'll head down to the lab.
0: While you're pulling that up, I do appreciate
2: the one bit they say in here is there's these three powers in this planet that there is no major ideological difference, I think because the writers didn't want to come up with them. But they do say, it's just a thousand little things from the last few hundred years that make us all hate each other. And we'll never get over it. Which, okay, yeah, I can see that. But then also the story is predicated on two of the countries getting over it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that is a good
2: point. (laughs) So that really does, as much as O'Neill is the a-hole in this episode, it does make me feel like, these guys are also the a-holes.
1: Yeah, you know what? I feel like the SG-1 team should sit down with them and be able to say, okay, those two guys got over their problems. Hmm. Have you guys ever sat down and thought, maybe I'm the problem? (laughs) I was kind
2: of hoping at some point during this episode they'd sneak off and talk to the ambassadors for the other
1: country and be like, yo, so, aliens. Hi. Do you know who you're dealing with here? These guys are dicks. They never return their shopping carts. Yeah. Okay. They cut you off in traffic. <laughs> They're just the worst. Oh, man. All right, so what do the dice have in store for us, fair? All affair? right. <laughs>
0: 17
1: been rolling high
0: season 7 episode 2 homecoming is the name of this episode Ooh. anubis's Jeez. super weapon has been put out of commission but anubis escapes into hyperspace jonas this is the... has oh, jonas hey makes it a season holy shit <laughs> jonas has been captured by anubis and daniel is still aboard anubis's ship evading capture hey all right (laughs) Anubis mind probes Jonas and begins to attack Klonika Ah,
1: ah. hey I am looking forward to this
0: (laughs) well with that I'm gonna take my point with the confirmation of my uh, daytime prediction
1: yeah I didn't even bother sending that one down to the lab after watching this episode when yeah uh, (laughs) generic Jonas shows up and (laughs) (laughs) it's like yep yep you nailed that one dude. but
0: what else do we have from the lab and let's also talk about our previous uh scores
1: so if i remember correctly i'm in last i've got 15 points i think
0: i'm at 19 and i'm waiting on a clarification from the gatekeeper about the gold death star
1: oh right yeah okay and I was at although
0: I guess the description of this episode says Anubis is so it, super, it does wep-
1: say super weapon. Super weapon generally implies a planet blower upper. So yeah. yeah.
0: Well we might we might get confirmation of it just watching the next episode.
2: Yeah. No, it's just a steel-toed <laughs> boot and he just kicks you right in the junk.
1: <laughs> it's a steel-toed boot that when it hits you in the junk, everyone on the planet feels it. <laughs> That's that'd be very powerful. That's a super weapon. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we so some... I have the results here from the lab. Let me just open it up
2: again. We can add it and post.
1: <laughs> I will never stop. <laughs> okay. So we already got Jaffair's, uh point for uh, the, the daytime main cast changeup. Uh, so this, uh, this next one I believe is yours. Oh, and by the way, for this one, we got, I was late sending this one to the lab for testing. But we still managed to get 67 votes in hey. less than 24 hours. Nice. So that's pretty awesome. Thank you, Research Lab. Uh, Jafer, this one's yours, I believe. An entire season is tied into a story yeah. arc. That one, I'm going to say, with eight votes is confirmed. All right. That seems very likely. Shaka Returns with Friends. Mm-hmm. That was yours as yep. well. Also confirmed. 13 votes.
0: All right. Ran so yeah, you one. ran
1: the table there. So that
0: puts me at 25, possibly 27
1: Let's see. So, Ben, I believe this is yours. Did you have the Unus revolution on Burricks planet remains unresolved?
2: We never find out how it ends. Yeah.
1: We never find out. Well, uh, I'm going to hmm. see because I got I did get confirmation from the gatekeeper on this one that it is never seen again. But in dialogue, we learn that humans and Unuses are coexisting. So, I don't know, half a point. What do you think, Jafar? What if we find team? out how it, it concluded that I, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Cool. Okay. But you did get the next one. Teal definitely fights ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got an anonymous email last night at like two in the morning from someone. They didn't give us, give me their name, but I just have their email address saying with the subject line ninjas. And it had two links. One was a link that I put in discord earlier. I'm assuming that's from Stargate. It it could have been from one of Amanda Sapping's other shows that she was in. Because she she did a few sci-fi things where she fights some fucking ninjas. (laughs) Yeah. But it also included a link that I did not click on. But the title of the link, it was the Stargate wiki forward slash Jaffa underscore ninjas. (laughs) So (laughs) there is such a thing as Jaffa ninjas. So Um, we're giving you those points.
2: (laughs) Guys, get those points. I don't care what the IMDb scores, I don't care what the <laughs> gatekeeper says. When we go Deal to do our when we ninja. go to do our look back episode, we're watching the ninjas episode.
0: <laughs> we're watching the ninjas episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Awesome. And their your next prediction was the team gets captured by a primitive race and has a moment where they're like we're smarter than this. Mhm. So that one got 4 votes. I'm also going to say that's 90% sure that happens. So that puts you at Five. 25. Awesome. All right, now on to me. I did get looks like this one is confirmed. I got 11 votes on my prediction that Carter gets a love interest. All right. So that's next seven votes on SG1 team has to dial a random gate code and end up ends up on a random world. And final the my final prediction my primetime prediction which got the most votes 26 percent, 18 votes the stargate gets stolen as well as a comment from andy kaneski who says the real question is how many times does the stargate get stolen <laughs> so it looks like i ran the table. both me and Jafer both ran the table this week so nice. that's 21 points for me <laughs> all right so now it's time for us to make some new predictions
0: lincoln what are you doing up there guessing i guess no one's coming i have seen into the future
1: you ruined the prophecy and i had mine written down here somewhere
2: i can go first Uh, while you find yours so uh my daytime prediction we have an episode where jonas goes on a very awkward date he strikes (laughs) me as an awkward dude
1: he definitely Uh, is yeah
2: this, and I wrote this down before Jafer read our prediction for next time. My evening prediction, Daniel Jackson comes back. He comes back. Right. Yep. Uh, so I can just give myself that point right now. And I had something for my prime time. But as we were talking about it, I came up with a different prediction. And I'm going to go with it. Jonas gets eaten by a space whale. And <laughs> doesn't understand why everybody else thinks it's so funny.
1: Dude, if that doesn't happen, I'm turning it into a comic. I'm photoshopping a fucking space whale, and Jonas is gonna <laughs> get
2: And O'Neil so, is like, hey, I know you don't get why this is funny, but this is actually really funny. Dead! And <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, no, it's hilarious. He's oh, no, no, <laughs> he <laughs> trusts me.
1: He, he come, he, no, jo- he's, he's okay. He just he's still alive. Like, he's inside room. the whale. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, I don't know why you guys think this is so funny. Um, so will somebody get me out of this whale, please? <laughs> I mean, in my head,
2: O'Neill is in there with him. Just like, okay, trust me. <laughs> this is actually really
1: funny. Uh, Jonas, What if uh, what if Jonas ends up having two brothers? And they're the Jonas brothers?
0: Fool this man!
2: No!
1: There's four of them, Vic. There's four of them. Are there? Okay, well, you know what? I'm happy that I don't know that. <laughs> One of them's not in the band. Ah, uh, who cares? <laughs> He's the bonus, Jonas.
0: I've done a series of predictions over the course of a number of episodes about other cultures and other maybe religions that might come into the show as aliens. Yeah. Who's left? I don't know. I'm going in a different direction. This time oh. we're talking cryptids. Oh, okay.
1: So <laughs> we're going to have
0: an episode with zombies.
1: Okay. A zombie episode. We're going to have
0: an episode with vampires is my, is my evening. And then yeah. I think for this third one, I'm going to say we have an episode with the Loch Ness Monster is You're my really prime there, time dude? prediction. Yeah, I think uh, okay. I think that's going to I think lock? that's going to lock. I'm tempted to say lock, we have an episode with werewolves and vampires, but I don't want to put vampires in twice. So that's
1: that's also that's also strange because just the other day I watched uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter. If you guys haven't seen it, it's definitely on my go list. See it. It's, it bombed at the box office, apparently, which I think is stupid, because it's a well, fucking amazing movie. But it's
2: also, if you know anything about Dracula, it's like, why would I watch this
1: movie when I know how it ends? Yeah, well, Titanic was a blockbuster, and we all knew how that was going to end. So Yeah, there's a movie like, about you know, Tom Cruise trying to
0: assassinate Hitler. Like, we know how that shit <laughs> ends. They made a Joan of Arc movie, Ben. We know it didn't have yeah. a happy ending. Fucking, I just <laughs> went and saw the Iron Claw. Like...
1: That, that that's about Tiger the Club? Von
0: Eric wrestling family.
1: Oh, of course, Blake. you wrestling nerds. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> okay, now it's time for my predictions. My early morning prediction is going to be an SG1 team member gets mistaken for a god. I'm not oh, this sure has if this has already happened.
0: happened. Has I it? bet you this happens. I mean, it kind of happened three. in the pilot.
1: Did it happen in the pilot?
2: Yeah, when they're just like, oh, you must be here to choose. Come and sit at the feast where
1: we
0: blow those yeah. giant tubas. Mm. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, it happens at least one more time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, in my head, I'm picturing they come to a planet of, like, I don't know, all brunettes. And Sam takes her hat off. And everyone's like, oh, because she's blonde. And they're like, "It's she's the chosen one. And she becomes their empress or some shit. Next, I'm going to pick that someone in the SGC... And it's not one of our main cast, not not even Jonas, but someone defects to the Guale
0: Ooh. Yeah, Teal'c. This whole I'm time,
1: not <laughs> Teal'c. I, I'm thinking it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing it's that that wormy looking guy who operates the gate. That I don't think he even has a name, but he's his, his oh he does. His name is
0: Grema Wormtongue, Tongue. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but
2: the character does have a name. I forget what it is, but it's like Staff Sergeant something.
1: And for my final prediction, uh, originally I said Cheyenne Mountain gets blown up at least once, <laughs> and yeah, like the whole mountain uh,
0: or just the base,
1: just either both, <laughs> but either way, through fucking time travel or space magic or something, it comes back. But I don't know. I think I want to. I think I want to take it a step further. I'm gonna say that. Do I want to do this yet? Earth gets destroyed? No. I was going to say a whole ass planet blows up. I'm going to do that instead. Yeah. instead That
0: might happen next episode. <laughs>
1: we yeah. watch. I'm going to say well, uh, not Earth, but a planet. We see a planet get blown up on screen. So, yeah, I'm going to go with and that. And if instead. it is
2: Kalonica, it
1: is an ass planet. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: was an ass whole planet. Whole ass
1: planet. <laughs> the whole ass planet. Well, that was fun. All right.
0: <laughs> well, our predictions are in all that's left mm-hmm. is to say thank you so thank you, you. right for fucking letting us use goon squad we appreciate the hell out of it
1: best song of 2023.
0: It's so good best song of 2024 it's fantastic go listen to it and listen to the rest of their music or wherever you listen to streaming Camp they whatever. did a
2: really really great cover of since you've been gone that was yeah the, the meeting of like everything i love musically And thank you to Annette Lucina for your photograph of a television that we have used
1: as our podcast artwork. Thank you for making free art so we can make free art. And thank you to all the members of the Dominion Media TV Research Lab. If you'd like to participate, look up Dominion Media TV Research Lab on Facebook and apply to join. And you can help be a part of the show. And if you like our podcast, please feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Facebook. And we'll give you a shout out here on the show. And if you don't like our podcast, well, just, you know, keep that shit to yourself. All
0: right, We'll see you next week. We'll Internet. See- oh, fuck. Sorry to run podcast. You get to edit it out. We'll and see you next time. It's Ben's line. And we'll see you next time. Ben, and we- say the line. We'll see you. Ben. <laughs> and we'll see you next <laughs> time. And <laughs> we'll see you next on time, last time on, on Last Time On. You. Fuck you. On Last
2: Time
1: On. I, don't even, I, don't even <laughs> s-
2: I try not to swear on this show and still
1: why <laughs> okay and we'll see you next time on last time on no now pause right there for just one second I'd just like to take a moment to say that it is now 2024 brand new year happy new year listeners first recording of the new year we are not even 10 minutes into the podcast the credits haven't rolled and we just heard that Daniel Jackson has been framed by an alien race so Jafer Ben ladies and gentlemen let's Get weird with it! This, this is this is where I was going to do my new bit, Vic. Oh, well, fuck. you didn't okay. tell us that. All <laughs> right. Well, let's let's just... Okay, let's forget what I just said, everyone. Just, just pretend that didn't happen. And that's so that you... was super loud, Vic. Oh, sorry, I was, <laughs> I was practicing that in the car yesterday. So.
2: <laughs> that is after credits fodder if I've ever heard it.